It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is quarterback Sawyer Pate, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Locked On Auburn. Coach Harrison and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And joining us today, we're doing something a little new. One of uh, one of the favorites from the Locked On Auburn Discord, Andrew Stanley, hanging out with us. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you, Zach? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for uh, hopping on. You always kind of take us to film school all the time, giving us all these X's and O's and, you know, why certain plays work and, and why they don't in the Discord. So I thought it'd be fun to, to have you on. And uh, a lot of the folks in the Locked On Auburn Discord wanted uh, wanted to hear from you. So I'm glad this happened, man. Oh, I am too. I appreciate you having me. Of yeah, course. Uh, you know, and I, I'll be the first one to, to kind of tell you I'm, I am far from, from an authority on, on a lot of this. Uh, but, you know, I just, I just hope all the – all the personal study I do in my own time helps and, uh, you know, teach somebody something. Better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Before we jump into scheme stuff, um, this is kind of, I guess it's now official. I think we all assume this, um, but sounds like Auburn put out an official word, Auburn quarterback, Bo Nix and obviously linebacker Owen Papo. They will be the two players representing Auburn next week at SEC Media Day. Is that coming out about five minutes before we started uh, recording? So that's um, that's cool. I think this is obvious. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. I thought it was either going to be Bo and Owen or Bo and Smoke. But just talking to some of the players um, over the course of the summer, it sounds like Bo and Owen have been the guys leading the player-led workouts and usually that's a pretty good sign so for sure yeah 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 i don't i don't think either one of them really get nearly the uh, the amount of respect they deserve from you know the conference in general but you know that's personal homer take right sure sure the one thing and i've talked about this before i think it's interesting now i'd love to know what tj finley thinks because he was promised Sounds like, based on conversations he had, like with Keith Niebuhr and other Auburn rec- recruiting writers, that he had a chance to come in and compete for the starting job. And I just don't know how Harson can't start Bo Nix now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I've, I've never thought about. Um, I've never really thought about the the Bo Nix TJ Finley conversation is one that, you know, needed an answer before, before the season. Yeah. Um, you know, both of them have the tools to run this offense. Um, it, it's not really so much that, uh, it's not really so much that like, you know, Bonix is absolutely going to be the guy now, even though I do think he is. I, I think so too. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't think this is, this is the indicator but I also don't think that that Finley is going to end up with the job ultimately. Right. Um, and Finley has all the time in the world, basically. You know, he's not starting before in front of Bo Nix is not keeping him from playing quarterback at Auburn. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Especially if Bo has a good year and then 
decides to go to the draft afterwards. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. We will see what happens. But all right, let's talk a little scheme. You've uh, you've been looking at Harson's offenses at Boise State. You've been looking at Bobos from all over the place. What are some of the key traits from these offenses, or one over the other, if you want to lean into one more specifically than the other, that you're more excited about and kind of look forward to seeing what it looks like at Auburn? Yeah. Um, so I, I guess the big refrain that I've had when I when I look at both Harson and Bobo is Tank Bigsby and Sean Shivers are going to absolutely love this offense. Um, you know, I can't I can't really speak to how to how the offensive line is developing, but just schematically, purely on schematics, like with how much under center uh, Bobo runs, with how. Um, Harson and Bobo have called plays throughout their career. I really think Tank and Shivers are both going to get a really good chance to kind of show what they can do mm-hmm. in a way that they in a way that they sometimes didn't uh, with a, with the Gus Malzahn offense. Um, Speci- yeah, uh, specifically with them being under center or just the style difference. Well, it's it's a little bit of both. Um, I would say with under center work. Um, it, it does change the the angles that the the running back takes to get to the line, um, and oftentimes that buildup can turn what would be a one or two yard gain into a three or four just because of the extra momentum you can pick up. Yeah. Um, it also you know kind of forces you to uh, develop a passing offense for stuff that ends up deeper downfield because you can't really operate an RPO the same way. Uh, from under center that you could from shotgun and there will be RPOs in this offense, but, you know, um, but it's it, uh, Gus and Morris both had a uh, tendency towards formations like, um, you know, one back to the left and then tight end down uh, next to the right tackle. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, or, or like in that sniffer position, you know, they they all had this backfield set that they were that, that they kind of got married to. Yeah. And both Harson and Bobo don't really have that. It's more it's a lot more varied across like how they use formations to get people open. Right. Um, which I th- I think is going to be a good thing. Um, yeah. There's benefits to the way that that Gus uses it, and uh, I think those are actually going to do them real good at UCF. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for for like all the variety that this. Uh, that this game's going to bring to the offense. This is the year. How much fullback and how much two tight end sets do you think we're going to see? So how many two running back sets and how many two tight end sets do you think we'll see? How, how often? Uh, Well, I think especially with the, you know, even with Demetrius Roberts Robertson in that room, um, I think we're going to see a whole lot more three wide receiver, one tight end. Okay. Um, Probably, I would say at least one tight end on the field, like ninety-five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that, and that's not a severe departure from the rest of college football. Like that's that that's what most everybody's doing. Even Gus was doing. Yeah, Gus, Gus had a lot of tight end, right? Yeah, Just didn't throw um, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I will say, just you know, right now, Bobo likes throwing to the tight end. Um, I'm a big fan of it too, but you know, you kind of need uh, the kind of athlete that can they can get open against a, a linebacker right um and you know in the past we've kind of prioritized the the tight end that can block over the over the tight end that can get open on a route um you need both eventually but those people get drafted 
eighth overall to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it also seems like the tight ends that we could have used in the passing game, they lined them up in big slot a lot of the times. I mean, dating all the way back to CJ, Uzoma, and then even Sal Canella. And we talked to him on the show. He was like, yeah, I came here to play tight end. They moved me to they moved me to slot receiver. So, you know, some of those guys, like, I think they could have been athletic enough and, you know, had that finesse to get open from the tight end position. But for whatever reason, they just didn't use them that way. They essentially changed their positions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually do like the idea of, uh, you know, what they did with uh, Sal Canella. That's what a lot of, uh, that's what a lot of schools are doing with their, you know, larger yeah. Uh, receivers now because they can't quite put them at X. You know, they're not they're not Kyle Pitts athletic. Right. So you can't. You know, you, he's six five, but he's not going to win that back shoulder fade. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can put him at you know Y or sometimes even H, and he'll you know he'll get open on that stuff. Um, kind of that split flow, uh, like leak out of the leak out of the backfield stuff we saw with Peak last season or right. Piggies, right? Um, yeah, uh, like you know that works. Um, but you know, with, with Gus, that was more, that kind of thing was more counterpunch than, than consistent offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, that's, that's something I see with, uh, Harson and Bobo that kind of differs from the way Gus calls offense. It's a lot less focused around manipulating tendencies, mm-hmm. um, and more directly like reading a defense, um, which, yeah, I, I, I again, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, there's there's a definite positive to doing it Harson and Bobo's way that, you know, Gus's way shouldn't work at the college level because it did. Um, but anyway, you know, that's, that's my own little war. Sure. No, I, I understand. Hey, today's show brought to you by bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. As we get done with this all-star break, the NBA Finals are happening. I think they're still happening. As well as, um, you know, there's always UFC action going on. Don't get on the silence anymore. Get in on the action and head over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And when you make that first deposit for your free account, use promo code LOCKEDON to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Continuing our conversation about kind of guessing what uh, Bobo and Harson's offense on the planes is going to look like. Right, we talked about the you know the two tight ends that are really just a tight end usage. What do you think about the use of a fullback? I think we saw, if I remember correctly, we saw a little bit of it at A Day. We saw you know some some kind of folks writing about it during spring. How often do you think that's going to happen? So this is actually kind of interesting because. We did see a couple of plays with with a fullback in the uh, in the game, mm-hmm. but that's not something that that's not something that Harson or Bobo is really going to get married to. Okay, um, at least not at least not at all in the same way that, that Gus was, because um, you know that that H back position, that like sniffer tight end that that Gus had there whenever he was running the offense, that was 
that was more of a true fullback than I'd say a lot of teams in college football run, um, yeah, which worked for him at times. Um, with Bobo specifically, um, his work at Georgia, uh, he used a lot of uh, he used a lot of fullbacks to create uh, isolated uh, matchups between like Todd Gurley and uh, and like freshman year Nick Chubb mm-hmm. against uh, against a middle linebacker. And you know, I take Todd Gurley against any box standard middle linebacker in the SEC any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Sure, right. Um, so, and yeah, so it's it's mismatches. Um, I think if if we find a guy that we really like at fullback, uh, maybe a John Samuel Shanker or something, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and he can he can go bury somebody in the middle of the field and have Tank run behind him. I, I like that. I love the idea of both Tank and Shivers behind an extra blocker like that. I think I think that's a pretty exciting idea. Yeah, um, Shivers actually had quite a few carries in. Uh, it, was, it was mostly garbage time uh, against. Uh, against some of uh, Auburn's out-of-conference opponents uh, in uh, 2018, uh, one of his first years, um, where we had this this pre-snap where Jarrett Stidham would go under center and, you know, jet motion from age across the field and just uh, straight-up halfback dive from Sean Shivers, Mm -hmm. all all five-foot-seven of them. And uh, he got, like, 120 yards that game. Uh, you know, it was against again against you know no name uh, out of conference opponent, but I think you know, it's. I mean, I think I think Shivers is comfortable in that situation. I think he likes that style of of running. I think there's this misconception just because he's got you know elite speed and he's not the biggest guy in the world. There's this you know misconception that he wants to go outside and make people miss, and and I think yeah. he has the ability to do that, but he's. I mean, he's a power first kind of guy. I, I think he would like to kind of get in a situation where he could run downhill consistently. I, I think he'd look great behind a fullback. Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, I think he might have actually given up some of that, you know, high end speed so he can get better at laying people out because, you know, 2019 Iron Bowl, we know he's not scared of anybody. Yes. Um, you know, and, and the more chances we get to, to isolate, any of our running backs, because honestly, uh, I'm a big believer in Cadillac Williams. If we can get any of our any of our running backs in that room lined up against any SEC linebacker, I trust our guy against that guy. And that happens three yards downfield, so that's you know five or six yards if he wins this matchup, three yards if he doesn't. Yeah, it's, I like that math. Uh, I do too, but it's just I still have questions about the O line. That's still the biggest. The biggest thing that's gonna, they're really gonna hinder this running game is can the offensive line put it together? Can Will Friend, the offensive line coach, uh, can he work with these guys? Because it seems like the offensive line is set. You know, you got to look at that guard position. Is it gonna be Keandre Jones or is it gonna be Brandon Council? But it seems like the tackles are set. It seems like Tayshawn Manning will be the other guard and Nick Brahms is gonna be the center. And it's just, it's not. I wanted it to be more different going into 2021 than the way we ended 2020, and it's not. And so I'm hoping this new scheme, and I'm hoping this new coaching staff, and I'm hoping this weight and strength that they've put on is enough. Um, but I'm very cautious yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, and to that point, you know, one of the things I've liked about watching Boise, uh, you know, and, and I don't know how much of that offense is going to carry over, but when they had yeah. Brett Ripon um, and they had, you know, a whole bunch of receiving talent with him, um, they, when they couldn't when they couldn't run the ball, they would go to a quick passing game. Like they, it's it's not all deep shots if the if the if running the ball isn't working, you know, and you can you can widen out those linebackers, and all of a sudden your you know, your run gaps with uh, with the offensive line become a whole lot more clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the issue that we had with the offensive line last year, especially as the season went on and we lost Brandon Council to injury, right, was. Um, this is a Brandon know, Council had, podcast, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love Brandon Council. Dude's a mauler. We love him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's missed assignments. Uh, you know, a lot of times with pass protection, uh, you know, there were times during the Georgia game, you know, as much as I don't want to talk about the Georgia game because it brings back painful memories. Right, pain. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, you know, the, the missed assignments were, were leading Georgia I think there were plays at a time where they didn't have one defensive lineman with a hand in the dirt because they did not respect any of our offensive linemen's ability to maintain who, who their man was in front of them. They brought seven people in front of five blockers and said, you guess which ones are coming. Gosh. And we guessed wrong a lot. Yeah. Um, We did a lot wrong a lot that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but even then, you know, there were, there were chances in that game for, for the offense to do something productive. It's just, you know, it, it all has to come together. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly with, uh, with Will Friend, he's got a, he's got a good reputation as far as I know. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it seems like people like him. It seems like he's a bro and we've seen how well he's recruited his last few stops. So yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. And his, uh, his lines, you know, as far as I could tell have been pretty, pretty fundamentally sound. Last um, last year seems to be the worst, which is weird because of how much talent Tennessee had. But I think it's also okay to say that everything that Tennessee touched last year was terrible. Absolutely, yeah. That, that's kind of my hope is that, is that that's the outlier. And, yeah, that's yeah. the easiest way to talk yourself into it for sure. We, uh, we're joined by Andrew Stanley, one of the favorites in the Locked On Auburn Discord. Today's show... Brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. You can head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Of course, Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar in the world. It is the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Man, we got a few minutes left. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to um, you wanted to talk about on today's show? Um, I don't know. Maybe just uh, maybe just to leave you with uh, don't don't uh, don't don't kind of stop believing in Bonex. The talent is there. Like I'm not going to go full meme and say this is the year, but uh, I heard he's having fun in this new offense. Is he focused? I think he's focused and having fun. Could be a dark horse <laughs> for Heisman. 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the talent is there. It's always been there. Um, it's one. It, it's it's the biggest reason why I'm not kind of hopping off the the Bonex train to go get with CJ Finley because mm-hmm. the talent is there with CJ Finley as well. But it's you know it's the the playmaking outside the pocket. I just need you know if I'm if I'm his QB coach and I'm not his QB coach. So this is wild speculation. <laughs> I I just I just need him to I just need him to fix himself mechanically. Right. You know, nail down nail down the basics. Because he's he's got the natural stuff down, like there 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 were there were plays. Uh, I remember one during the Mississippi State game where he's running for his life, going the opposite direction. He's got Eli Stove on a post down the middle of the field. Yes, and he, he just launches a ball off his back foot, and it goes you know forty five yards in the air, and he he comes within maybe two yards of hitting Eli Stove in mm-hmm. the back of the end zone right. on a play that should never have happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just somebody can fix his feet. Yeah. And if I was somebody else, it may have been a catch. Just, yeah. I love Eli Stove. He did a lot of great things for Auburn, but like the farther he got away from the line of scrimmage, Morrow's like, ah, man, let's keep him, let's keep him yeah. shallow if we can. M- Mr. Consistent within 10 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And he did really well there, but anything farther downfield, I was just like, ah, let's, let's, um, let's, let's go with somebody, uh, different there. What are your expectations for the season, man? You know, uh, I mean, a lot of people have been saying eight and four. Some super optimistic parts of the fan base have been saying nine and three. That seems to be kind of where it caps off. I don't, I don't see many 10 and two predictions out there. And then it goes yeah. all the way down to, you know, six and six. I've seen a few five and sevens. I'm right in the middle. I think seven and five or eight and four is like kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. So th- this has been kind of something I've been trying to focus on as I get more into coaching. I don't, I'm not really. I'm not really trying to predict wins so much as I am like looking for points of improvement. You know, we, we've kind of talked about a lot of them as, as we've gone through the podcast, I'm not overly concerned about uh, receiver play. I think coach corn's going to do a good job, mm-hmm. but like, as, as far as like, you know, wins, I think if we get to the targets we're looking at with like development, eight wins is not going to be an issue. You know, if we can, we, we can comfortably get to eight wins if, Bo Nix improves mechanically. Right. If, if the offensive line stops making bad mistakes with run blocking, and if Tank and Shivers continue to be, you know, the focal points of the offense. Right. I've been talking throughout the offseason a little bit about um, about you know being a little concerned about Tank and you know the injury and stuff like that. And I had forgotten that he came back from injury last year, and. Uh, I did an article on AuburnWire.com going through Auburn's history with every SEC opponent and like highlighting the best individual rushing performance. And the best Auburn player, the best Auburn rushing performance ever against Mississippi State was Tank Bigsby last year. I didn't realize that. We didn't really talk about that game at all because Gus got fired that Sunday. And so like we just never really talked about it and went back to it because that didn't matter anymore. But I was just like, yeah. oh, that's something we should be more pumped about. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a terribly big believer in Mississippi State in general this season. I'm, I'm not either. But still, like, I mean, you know how many times we've played a bad Mississippi State team? And it's like, oh, Tank was the best one ever at doing that, at, you know, at Auburn against Mississippi State. I think that, Matt, he had uh, 192 yards. So yeah. that's, that's a pretty good outing. 
Yeah, yeah, like, and, and nowhere near the same uh, same level of energy from you know the fan bases as yeah. we had that night. Cameron Petway went insane against Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, so that's yeah, that's kind of where we're, I, I love I love what Tank gives to uh, to this offense. Like, you know, one of the things that I that I've learned, um, like moving forward, is like the more I learn about X's and O's, the more I realize X and o, X's and O's matter a whole lot less than knowing who your guys are mm-hmm. and trying to find a way to get them free. Like it's, it sounds, it, it sounds so, so simple, but like, it's actually a ridiculously hard concept. Um, especially when you get up to like higher levels of football, especially the NFL yeah. where like every, everybody was a playmaker at their previous mm-hmm. place. Right. So right. they've got to be, you know, they, they've got to manage all sorts of egos. Um, Yes, that I don't think I don't think Bonix is the star of this team, but I also don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no, I think that's an interesting take, and I I agree with it. I agree with it for sure. Andrew, is there uh, is there anything you want to promote or shout out as we're um, wrapping up today's show? Uh, honestly, not really. Um, I used to have a, a Twitter account, but I got rid of that when I decided I want to focus more on coaching. So, uh, cool. Subscribe to the Auburn Observer. Yes. The Auburn Observer is fantastic. We'll hear from Jay Ferg tomorrow. And uh, if you have questions for Andrew, I'm sure he'd be happy to answer them in the Locked on Auburn Discord. We will put that link in the episode description down below. Please hit me up. Have a great day. Yes. Thank you for joining me, man. Ferg Friday tomorrow. Stay tuned. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.